In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. The Girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Patty's mother was murdered, and Lisa lost her mother to cancer. This forged a bond between them that nothing could shake. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. Do you want to be in charge of your life? Are you ready to start now to move ahead in your life with focus and excitement as you work towards the payoff? Well, welcome to Girlfriend It, a great place to connect and girlfriendify your life. We're Lisa and Patty, and today we're going into the passion zone with some pretty remarkable guests. Okay, when you're saying the passion zone, I think what you mean is like your purpose in life, right? Yeah. yeah. What you were designed to do, Lisa. Okay, well, I'm glad you clarified that. I'm glad you clarified that because that is such a hot topic, I think, with women is what is your passion? What are you passionate about? And I think so many women, they bury their passions for the different seasons in their life while they're raising children or while they're, you know, getting their career started or whatever. And so they kind of put those desires on the back burner. Yeah, and we all want to matter. And I don't know, do you want to be a hero for someone else? I want to be somebody's advocate, I think. And yeah, be a hero for your kids. Yeah, yeah, and be a role model. And you can be the advocate, I'll be the hero thing. <laughs> and that so makes sense. <laughs> and I'm so okay with that. Well, in doing that, many times you have to uncover and change some of the patterns and the obstacles that already exist in your life in order to move towards and, and have that ultimate payoff. Well, do you have someone in your, in your life that's by your side that can, can help you succeed and be accountable? Because that's really significant. That is significant. And you know what? I actually have a funny story that just happened yesterday. Because when you're not by my side, like even for a short little time, I really do get in trouble. And, and yesterday we were separated for a little <laughs> while. Yes. Yes, because I had to take a child to the doctor and I had to take an, or pick another one up from her school. And um, I have like this huge colossal temple. Blemish? It's a blemish, yes. <laughs> that you're not supposed to get at my age of 30. <laughs> And um, in the midst, is hitting you late in life. <laughs> in the midst, I, you know, or did menopause. not have any acne cream, so I threw on a blob of turquoise crest toothpaste because I've been. Did told, you realize it was turquoise that you're well, putting I wasn't even on? thinking. I was like, okay, it hurts. It's big. It it it's like a monstrosity of a thing on my face. So I thought I'll just throw that on there. But then what I forgot is you and I touched base on the phone, and I had another child saying, hey, Mommy, come get me. I'm not feeling well. So I ran out the door without considering looking at in the mirror and realizing that I have this very, very large <laughs> turquoise blob on my face. So as I went into the office and the gals there doing their, you know, administration stuff, and I'm signing in, I'm talking away, and and no one felt compelled to tell me about the slob on my face. After I talked to, like, literally three or four women. And by the time, at one point, I looked up and I saw my daughter and I, I saw the horror on her 
on her face. Yes. Like, what are you wearing? Were you, like, painting or what? <laughs> and uh, I was chatting away, so I'm telling her I'm sorry, saying, yeah, I think she's looking at me like, come on, Mom, you know, let's hurry, because once again, I'm engaged in a conversation. But, no, she's looking at me like, what is on your face? And then when we got in the car, and she goes, I get asked all the time by the cousins if I embarrass you wherever we go. And she goes, I'm like, no, she doesn't. She goes, you have now. (laughs) Now cross that line. I am totally humiliated by you. And, you know, a true friend will tell you, you have a glob of turquoise toothpaste on your face, and I want to know why. Yes, yes. So that just shows that you, you shouldn't be isolated. Relationships are important, and they hold you accountable and... They How do you keep on, on track? Definitely. I was not on track yesterday without you, so you know. <laughs> it's good to know that I need it sometimes. I was I on that. toothpaste instead of being on track. <laughs> well, you know, so many times it's like, and, I, and this is kind of ties in because we are on the go so much, and you just, you just go forward, and we call that rhinoblasting because you're, just, you're in the zone, you're busy. It's like, like you, you put a glob of toothpaste on without thinking, and then you rush out the door and you rush to the next thing. Well, I have to explain rhinoblasting because we were at a conference several, yeah, like a decade ago, yeah. and um, this guy was speaking about, about being in Africa, and he was so in awe of the, the rhinoceros that they will charge forward at 30 miles an hour with the visibility of 30 feet. And we looked at each other, and when they come together, it's called a crash when they're in a herd. And we're like, that is so us. We charge forward at 30 miles an hour with a visibility of 30 feet. And, you know, if we were to go any slower, um, we would probably do things maybe a little bit better. (laughs) But we wouldn't get nearly (laughs) as many things accomplished and done. Or have as much fun. Exactly. Because we are about the journey and about having fun along the way, and, and we're okay if we crash. Yes, and so we claim that, and we, we now call it a rhino blast. We do a rhino dance. We we um, love the little rhino because he really is our, our little motto, I mean, because what he represents. And then even when we went to Africa, we got to see a real rhino, so we were pretty – Pretty excited about that. Well, uh, to the point where I guess we're a little obsessed with the rhino because your daughter finally said, okay, I don't want to look at one more rhino. (laughs) (laughs) But we did. We saw the gray rhino, the black rhino. We we actually, we saw a hippo on its belly literally turned over, and we were pretending that, wouldn't that be so cool if that was a rhino? (laughs) And we're like, all right, we're obsessed with it. We'll we'll back off. (laughs) But, yes, rhino blasting forward is a a great way to get things done. And we do have to say, though, because we've known some people that don't rhino blast forward, and which which is good in in some respects. Kind of stall out. But sometimes, yeah, you can take so much time. And, And one example is one of our friends who was putting an organization together. They do all the research. They're putting their logo together. They're you know researching how to do you know how to brand it, and how to create this template. And sometimes it can be so you, you're you're trying to structure it so much to the point that she never did anything. She yes. kept just organizing it. And it's like, okay, you finally have to move forward. It's like that fear of putting that first Well, step. don't you think, because we live in this world where we, we analyze and overanalyze, we Google everything, we have to do all of our research so many times that we, we never move forward because we're so, we're paralyzed. Yes. And we allow all the data to overwhelm us with, and we don't go take the charge. And we don't have the tools sometimes. It's like we just get stuck in, the, like you said, the data and the research and figuring out your logo and getting your business cards done, and then you don't 
really take those well, steps. Well, I think so many times we're afraid of making mistakes and crashing, and you and me are okay with that, and we, we've, we've got some good experience with that, and we're okay with that because it really helps define you, the obstacles and the challenges and the crashes and the life, toothpaste. And the toothpaste. They really help define you and go, uh, and, and you learn what not to do, and then you learn a different way to do it. So, like, your toothpaste is not allowed on your face again, just so you know. <laughs> or you need to change brands. Yeah, so, so you it's not do, white. And, and, and so those tools that you need, I, I know um, – you know, we just had a friend who was saying, since it's, we're leading into Easter, she wanted to de- delete the the bad things in her life, you know, to get on track. And that is that is a great tool because if you're actually deleting, like, phone numbers and names and different stuff, then that means you have a plan in place. And if you have a plan in place, it's it, it's really e- it's easier than it, than it even sounds. Well, it's interesting because yesterday I was texting back and forth while you were at the school with toothpaste on your face. Yes. I, I was working diligently behind the scenes, and I was texting um, a, a, a girlfriend who was on the road traveling for a company and asked her how she's doing and stuff, and she's had uh, been through a rough season. And so she actually, I'm just going to quote, because I thought it was so good, it went along with this. She said, I'm seriously le- using this week leading up to Easter to get on the right track and blow up the wrong track. Numbers have been deleted, conversations have been had, and the attitude has been adjusted. And I think that says it all, because sometimes you have to do the self-inventory and go, what is stopping me from pursuing my passions? What am I allowed, what have I allowed to get in the way and in the path that I need to do something about? Because so many times we have this attitude, well, someday or I should, but we don't take the action step. Right, and make a decision and just do it. It's harder to mess things up, and, well, it's less complicated when you have a plan in place because you have, she would have to go back and, like, look for those people, look for those numbers. Well, and actually to declare it like she did, to yeah. make, now there's some accountability. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so how are you doing? Are you, have, is, the, is the old track still blown up? Or are you reconstructing the old track again? You know, or are you on a completely new track and you have a new app? You really are trying to do something different. So basically what our tips are for this morning is use your experience in life to see what you, where you are passionate, delete the bad, have a plan, and the plan will pay off and pay it forward. So passions pay off and passions pay forward. You know what? I think that's pretty – I think I would kind of quote that. I'm going to claim it as a quote from Patty. Did you make that yeah. up? Patty's passions pay off and passions pay forward. And you Love are that. pounding the, the, the counter right I now, am. so you must be really passionate <laughs> about that quote. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can remember a time – uh, one time we were right in the middle of a conference, and I, I all of a sudden had some words of wisdom from Patty, and I said, you know what, right And we were both down. standing up there together. Yes, yes. And I, I did some quote. I think it was, um, I can't remember it because you mocked me so badly on that. It was, you don't know what you don't know, but when you do know, you need to do something about it. And I said, write that down. And you, like, never have let me live that down. <laughs> I was like, oh. I had never heard those words out of your mouth, and all of a sudden you're asking this whole audience, this room full of people, to write down, take note of what's about ready to come out of your mouth. And I had no clue what was ready to come out of your mouth, so you, you kind of took me back. And then I remember another time you got up in front of everybody and you said, okay, repeat after Lisa and I. And I had no clue what they were repeating after us because you were, you were kind of, Creating, you had it in your head, but you hadn't communicated it to me. Yes. So here we go. So I was just pretending I was with the audience to repeat what you said because 
I had no clue what you were going to say, but we were repeating after you. So you, you do make life interesting, and I, I must say, and you make passions fun, pursuing the passions fun. And I think that's how to be a part, because passions have to be something that lights you up in life, and, and you pursue those. And that's what we're talking about today with, with our guests. And we have two guests coming on board that have really taken their passions, what they love to do, their sweet spot, and turned them into a career, a job, something that pays off. And so I'm excited to hear their stories because, you know, when you're pursuing your passions, it doesn't always mean it's easy. No. And, and, and there's some obstacles thing to overcome, but you still got to, you know, still go for it. Do that rhinoblasting and go down it. If you crash, you crash and you get up and you keep going. I think that's the message, too. Don't let things deter you from pursuing your passions. So stay with us. Coming up next will be Pamela News. This is Girlfriended on Togginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriended. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. It's time to capture the simple piece of the Amish in your own life. Amish Wisdom with Suzanne Woods-Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 Central. Each week, Suzanne will have conversations with guests about living a life that incorporates principles of the Amish without going Amish. She'll cover the practical, simplicity, slowing down, reducing clutter, putting the brakes on materialism, the historical, how have the Amish survived for 400 years, how can we hold on to what we hold dear, and the spiritual, treasuring important values, honoring the past, and increasing peace of mind. You don't have to become Amish to make personal peace a reality. Amish wisdom will help all of us live a simpler life. For more information, go to SuzanneWoodsFisher.com. With Amish wisdom, Suzanne offers us a glimpse into a world of peace, serenity, and total commitment to family and God. This show just might change the way you live your life. It's Amish wisdom with Suzanne Woods Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. Hi everybody, this is Pete Six of Beatles and Beyond. Why don't we all come together and hear some of the tracks off the latest Beatles release on this radio station. Why don't you look up the schedules on this radio station and join me and Beatles listeners everywhere to hear these latest releases from the Beatles on Beatles and Beyond with Pete Dix. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a bug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Our next guest is Pamela Muse of Muse and Associates. And Pamela has enjoyed a career of 30-plus years, but she's only like 25, in the music industry. Um, she's represented some, some really named artists like um, Amy Grant, Michael W. Smith, uh, Jackie Velasquez, 
Stephen Curtis Chapman. Um, she's been a part of booking them and joining a talent um, management company. She has started her own. And she's always out there being an advocate for so many other people and creating these events. And that's how I met Pamela just a few weeks ago because she was was in charge of an event that we had at our church, and, and it was with Shonda Pierce, and I said it right because I kept saying Shonda's name wrong. I even said it wrong from the stage. But anyway, Pamela and I, got to, and I got to sit in the back, and I got to hear her story and just hear from her heart and how she pursued her passions and just some of the obstacles. So I'm excited, Patty, for you to meet her because you haven't, you haven't had a chance to meet her yet and for her to meet you. So Pamela is an advocate for so many, but Pamela, we want to hear your story. So welcome to Girlfriend It. Thank you very much. It's good to be here. Well, um, we're excited to have you. And, and, you know, just kind of starting off, can you just kind of give us an overview a little bit of your journey into how you kind of pursued your passion, your sweet spot, and, and how you kind of ended up doing what you're doing? Uh, sure. Um, I think from early on, I knew that I loved Christian music. At the time, it was kind of a fledgling um, industry, if you will, and I just... Uh, Kept kind of pursuing it. Went to college, you know, got a degree that was sort of to go along with that because I loved singing and music. And uh, before I knew it, I was working at a radio station. The next thing I was doing was um, working with a manager, promoter uh, guy out in Oklahoma City. And and I got a job offer in Nashville, moved to Nashville. And about a year later, started my own company with a partner and... um, we had a successful public relations company uh, where we did publicity and represented a lot of artists through either promotions or publicity, and then it moved into management as well. So uh, we've either represented artists uh, on their tours to do publicity with uh, local radio, television, or we specifically managed careers and helped them, you know, gain in, uh, notoriety or their own successes, whichever way we could. And um, as that developed, uh, continued to develop, um, I also represented several corporations. And um, one of the ones that I loved working with was a nonprofit organization called uh, World Vision. And as wonderful as um, working in Christian music is, sometimes you like to see uh, other people uh, benefit from events, and so I started uh, putting together events that would help to also talk about children in need. So that kind of became uh, a touch point for me in my heart to begin to try to help children in need overseas and working with nonprofit organizations. I love that. You know, I love that because we were talking earlier in the first segment about. So many times uh, people go, okay, I'm really passionate about this, and I want to do this, and I want to do great things, but then they don't actually put a plan together and make it happen. And I love that you said, I, I love this, and I did this, and I went to school, and then I gave, came out, and I, you know, I joined a partner, and we started something. How did you take that action step? Because I think so many women, they mm-hmm. might know what they love to do, but they don't know how to um, initiate it. You know, um it's a hard one for me, only because of the fact that I feel like I've been given amazing favor from God. Um, <clears throat> I don't ever try to take away from God's favor. I always try to point to that. But what I do feel like is that I was really focused where God placed me. I think that's really important uh, to do whatever you do uh, with your full heart, working is unto the Lord, because mm-hmm. uh, if even if you're working for someone, 
and you're working towards what you feel like your ultimate passion is, you need to do it with all your heart. And what I felt like the Lord did from looking in college, then in radio, and then on to someplace else, it was like He was um, teaching me everything as I moved from one place to the next. And that's been true of my life from the very beginning and true of my career. Uh, It's doing the best I can wherever I am and wherever He's put me. I'm not saying it's always wonderful and pleasant and everything works out perfectly, you know, but if you, I think if you work at your passion and you work to understand why you are where you are, God shows you and he shows up where you are. Absolutely. Well, you know what? I know when we were talking earlier, you were, there's, there's a couple different angles I, we want to talk to you because we, in the next segment, I really kind of want to go into just some of the personal setbacks that you've had in, in the dealings. But you were talking to me a little bit about how the um, how the music industry has changed. And I think so many mm-hmm. times we get out on a course and we think we have it figured out and we have the plan, but then mm-hmm. ex- exterior circumstances affect it and, and we have to be adaptable and flexible and change with it. And so many times people don't want to change with things. They want it to stay the way it is. But you were talking about how 9-11 was was significant in the in the music industry and just how it even changed artists and how they were you know, just can you explain oh that? absolutely yeah I this is something I've talked about a lot but I I really watched uh, because a lot of the successes that I experienced were in the 90s and Christian music was very different I felt like it was very um, a little not entertaining necessarily but at the same time the type of songs were different it was more you'd see uh, a lot of artists where it would be more of a soloist singing a specific song. Mm-hmm. I felt like as we were, were, you know, going into this time that 9-11 happened, we were beginning to see worship music coming into um, the full, pres- you know, at least in the forefront or, or somewhere close to the forefront. But after 9-11, what I experienced, at least in the Christian music industry, is that we needed songs that would uh, worship and bring us into the presence of God because we were a, a desperate people. You know, we were, it was an unknown time and things are very unknown and it's very much the very same way right now because of our economy. Things are very unknown. Right. And I watched, um, careers that had been huge change. Sometimes I even watched when artists hadn't put an album out in a couple of years and they came out after 9-11, what typically would have worked a year or two years before, it wasn't working anymore. People mm. wanted a different kind. I think they wanted to feel a, a part of something, a part of a song. So maybe the easiest way to say is that we needed songs that brought us into the presence of God. Not that the other songs didn't. I think those were more what I call, vert- uh, they were more horizontal songs where I think the songs coming out right now are more vertical, which points us to God. Right. Does that help? Oh, Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And and if you look on Christian radio today and listening to Christian music, most of it is worship. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's that's what people want to hear. So it really changed things, which meant that even with our insecurity in the economy, suddenly people that would have drawn large crowds weren't drawing as big a crowds as they used to. So mm-hmm. it's changed a lot. Mm. Yeah, we've noticed that even going to concerts, it doesn't seem like you can... Um, you know, fill up the arenas as much mm-hmm. as they used to. And, and is it because there's just so many choices out there 
Uh, I think it's, yeah, I think people are, because money right now is in short supply, mm-hmm. you, uh, I always call it, when you go to a concert or anything in, you know, more of an entertainment area, it's more of a discretionary income. So yeah. you determine where, okay, I saw them once before, I'll go ahead and see these people this time. It's just different. You know, you, you determine where you want to spend your money differently. I also think that the downloading of music has really hurt our industry, so I don't want to say it was t- always 9-11. I just think that uh, the technology has changed things. I think people, another thing that I noticed after 9-11, I don't think people get out as much as they used to. Uh, well, it, like you said, if you're able to download, I know I'm a big U2 fan, and I yep, um, love the experience of being there at the mm-hmm. concert, but more with videos and everything, you can you feel like you're there sometimes when you're watching. I know, exactly. Uh, I think, again, it's a different generation that's grown up in the last 10 years, and what they were doing, that could have also changed things, you know. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, they don't necessarily need the live experience like they used yeah. to. Uh, so it makes it tough. Now they are, I feel like they're coming to church though. I think they're coming to church more than they ever have. Mm-hmm. So that's where the audience is. Um, we know they're going someplace. Where are they and how do we find them? That's the other thing too is people are looking at different channels. It's harder to find those people now than it used to be. Well, and the mega churches are providing um, You're right. worship time with such excellence because there's right. a great artist there mm-hmm. that Hearing it now every Sunday, you know, you don't necessarily have to go sometimes to a concert or an event. Exactly. You're getting that, you know, platform there. Which is great. I mean, because honestly, all music, if you do any research on music, it's come back. I mean, from, if you look at uh, music always comes out of the church, whether it's rock, blues, gospel, whatever you want to look at, it's come out of the church. So... This is I a thought good it time. Came bars, Pam. <laughs> Say that again. I thought it came out of the bars. Well, most of kids. those artists somewhere started in a church somewhere. Not all of them, but a lot of them did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting, yeah. Well, and, and a side note, uh, before cause we we just have about a minute till we take a break. But um, okay, we were talking too. Didn't Katy Perry um, start in, in Christian she did. music? In Christian music, very sad, you know. Um, she started in Christian music. It was a really tough time. I, uh, I want to say that it was around that same time period I'm talking about. And, uh, you know, the <clears throat> industry was changing. Uh, staff was being let go. A lot of uh, albums didn't get marketed, and hers was one of them. It kind of got lost in the shuffle. It's very discouraging to an artist, and she had didn't have the best experience. So she went out and decided she wanted to be in mainstream music. And obviously, has been successful. Well, you know what's interesting about that? I love. I. I mean, the stories because so many times I think we quit too soon on things. We go, okay, this didn't work. I'm obvious because she could have said, "I'm a failure. I can't be an artist." And right. just quit. But it's mm-hmm. like repackage myself. And I think so many times we need to repackage our passions. And it's not that we that we are a failure or we've done something wrong. It's just like, okay, it's not the time, and we need to repackage a little bit. So I think that is even encouraging because you look at her story, and you would never know that she failed in one genre. And then look at what she's doing now. That's true. Absolutely. It is. It is amazing. Well, Pamela, we're going to take a break. Okay. When we come back, we're going to keep talking. So thank you.
This is Girlfriend on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. Was sad because right. he had a death kill mommy and dad. Right. But that ain't the case. Nope. It wasn't his fate. No, nope. the walks never struggled to communicate. <laughs> Y'all wave your hands. Look who's on. It's the code of man Keith that he's number one. It's that Keith Wine Show on Togginet.com, Wednesday nights at 8, 7 Central. Every week, that Keith Wine Show will have guests that share their experiences, expertise, opinions, and personal lives with us to hopefully help us better understand others. The topics and guests will come from the American Sign Language community. For more on Keith Wine and the show, go to his website, KeithWannWANN.com. Listen with an open mind and willingness to learn and help with the cultural bridge. Number number one, Keith's number one. Everybody clap because the code of man. Don't miss that Keith Wan show Wednesday nights at eight seven central on Toginet.com. Adoption Journey to Motherhood with Mary Beth Wells Monday mornings at nine eight a.m. central. This is not your typical show about adopting children. This is a shared experience from Mary Beth's heart. Mary Beth will be talking about and covering all the issues pertaining to adoption, including adopted parents, birth parents, adoptees, foster care, and infertility. So. How did your journey to motherhood begin? Or are you still on the path? We want to hear all voices sharing their stories and talking about those issues that are so dear to our hearts. You see, Mary Beth is a birth mom that relinquished a child for adoption and ended up coming full circle by adopting two beautiful little girls from Guatemala. And that led to her starting a doll company about adopting baby dolls from all around the world so that children could choose their own doll and learn about that doll's heritage. For more on Mary Beth and her dolls, go to PreciousBabyDolls.com. Then join us for Adoption, Journey to Motherhood. With Mary Beth Wells, Monday mornings at 9, 8 a.m. Central. Remember, the heart knows no boundaries. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. So we have been talking with Pamela Muse, and it's been just delightful, just talking about just the, the music industry and, and just artists and, and our passions, and sometimes we need to re, repackage them and, and just overcoming some, some obstacles in life that the road to our sweet spot and in our sweet spot is not always golden. And so, Pamela, as we go into this, this segment, um, I know that it's, it hasn't always been easy, and, it's, and, and sometimes each day is a daily struggle and challenge. Can you just kind of talk about just... Absolutely. Um, you know, I've talked about just, you know, the past before really 9-11, but just as that was all getting ready to happen, I really started into a depression, which was a surprise to me. I was uh, dealing with a lot of past issues and couldn't understand where it was coming from. So um, probably over 10 years ago, I began to I was diagnosed being clinically depressed. I was a high-functioning person for being depressed, but um, I began to realize that it was very debilitating. I would have great days and bad days and didn't really understand a lot and honestly still struggle every day with depression. I um, I think also what something I didn't mention is that I... I moved from owning my own business to working for an organization and worked for them for a little over 
four years and then was laid off in 2009 because of um, donations being down and they needed to do some pretty major layoffs. And so I really lost my dream job. And because of the economy being uncertain and trying to figure everything out, I mean, of all times, you know, where I'm thinking that this is totally where I'm going to end up ending my career, now I'm starting over. And it was tough. Um, Depression, to me, is very physical. I mean, I can feel like the world is going to end every morning when I wake up. And um, for the first couple of months, all I could do was hear what I felt like the Holy Spirit was telling me is to let go. I had to let go of that dream and the organization and everything that had really felt like had become me. And our jobs or what we do end up being so much a part of who we are. And I think what I've learned over the last couple of years is that we have to understand who we are in Christ alone. But that's a hard thing because so much of who we are is who we know, um, our status, whatever you want to say, what we've accomplished. And when all that's stripped away, what do you do? How do you start? And in dealing with depression, I've continued to feel, especially in the last uh, five or six months, because I did start another company last year and of all the times in this great economy to start a new company, and it's been tough. Uh, But God continues to tell me every morning just to move forward, continue moving forward, work on that day, work specifically for that day and accomplish something that day. And that's kind of what continues to keep me going. I'm not saying it's not tough, but I'm starting over. Um, And especially whenever you get older and you're over 50 and you're trying to figure out, oh, man, starting over is tough. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that because it's, um, like I said, so much of who you feel like you are or what you've accomplished. But when all that's gone, you know, what do you do? It's, It's you and Jesus, and are you comfortable in your skin to be able to continue going and finding finding a new passion or continuing or finding out what God still has for you. Uh, I think often the enemy tells us, you know, well, it's over. You just need to go, you know, get another job, you know, do something completely different. And I struggle with that. It would be easier to go do something different. Yeah. But my passions are I love working with women. I've had a great time out uh, with Shonda Pierce. I think right now we need to laugh a lot. And, uh, you know, she's also struggled with depression. So it's kind of God has kind of moved us together. And uh, so I've been out working on putting setting up events with churches with Shonda. And we've worked on several different tours as well. But it's a tough time. I'm not going to say it's easy. It's tough. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting when we're talking about our passions and, and follow, you know, following through with that. I had a girlfriend that is, is really struggling, and she was told by a counselor that she was saying, you, you need to find um, a hobby or something mm-hmm. that you're passionate outside of of what you're doing and, like you said, your status and your accomplishments. Mm-hmm. And so she's trying to do, you know, she's trying to go kayaking, she's trying to do 5K, she's trying to do all these things, and she's like, okay, I can't find anything <laughs> <laughs> about. It's making me more depressed, you know, yeah. like such a boring person. So so do you agree with that? or, or you No, know? I think, I think um, 
anything to get us out of our headspace a little bit, you know, those anything to distract us from, you know, getting into that, you know, pit, whatever that would be. Even if it's, uh, to me, every morning it's having, it's getting up and getting ready and getting out, you know, whatever that might look like. It could be getting out to take a walk, you know, read something. You know, it may not necessarily be a new hobby, but it's just, like I said, for me, it's moving forward, you know, that next step. So you're seeing the struggle for you, the hardest of your day is that getting out of bed and getting ready. Yes, absolutely. Making that choice. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think, even though depression, I don't don't feel like the chemical imbalance that happens is, is a choice. I do think, though, we have to, through God's help, choose to move forward and do something. You know, mm-hmm. uh, commit to whatever that is, uh, and it could as, as easily it sound, uh, especially with people that deal with depression, it could be just getting up and taking a shower and getting ready for the day. You yeah, know, that's a choice. Uh, it's not an easy one sometimes, but it does help to get moving. Why do you think that's the hardest? This might be a very simplistic. You know, that's uh, I've talked to many doctors, and that's that is. Uh, at least a symptom of depression. Uh, I've felt early on it's not quite as much as it used to be. It would move over me in the morning hours, early morning hours, and wake me up that, oh, my gosh, I have to face another day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I can't imagine what it would be like if I didn't have Christ, you know, and that I didn't have him to, you know, throw all of that on him. You know, I just have to ask God, give me courage, give me strength. I know I can get through yeah. this, and it does get easier, but it is a choice every yeah. day. And that is, I think, so significant. So many times we allow our feelings to dictate, and we never feel like maybe getting out of bed or, like, feeling like exercising, you oh, know? Oh, boy, that's the tough one for me, but I know that that's something that's important for people with depression, just to get those chemicals moving, mm-hmm. you know, in your body and get yourself going. Well, I'm sorry I interrupted you. Against the feelings, because, because you, you, you want to just do nothing. Be immobilized, but you really have to push through those feelings and just, like you said, do something. And I like how you said, um, I'm going to move forward for this day because I think so many times for people to look beyond the day is overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So it's like break it down into doable, doable right. things that you can, I can handle the next hour. I can handle right. the day and not look at, I, you know, the rest of the month, mm-hmm. you know? Totally. That becomes overwhelming. Um Okay, so moving forward, and like you said, you lost your dream job and, and you repackaged. How do you, what would you say to people listening that you find, because it's easy, I think, sometimes when you, you get let go, and, and in our economy, especially in, in our area, so many people have lost jobs or dream jobs. And I think so many times it's easy to have that self-talk that says I'm a failure. You must have been mm-hmm. with me. And, 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 and it's not necessarily so. So how do you overcome that to go, I I still have something to give. I still have something mm-hmm. for, I can still repackage it. My best days aren't behind me. They're still in front of me. Well, that's uh, probably right now my everyday, what I'm learning. Um, I just, I do know that um, we're all loved by God. I've spent a lot of time reading God's Word and understanding who I am to Him and what He is continuing to, we don't ever stop being called to live. Uh, that's the other thing, that we live like we're really living, not living like we're dying. That's yeah. something that I continue to hear constantly. 
And I do think in finding those new places, its, it's discovery in itself is who are we? And as simple as that sounds, um, what can we give? What can we give others? Um, because it's, it's easier for us to sit at home and think, well, nobody cares, my life's over, that sort of thing. Um, so I think in finding maybe other places or other passions that are maybe even so pushed down from years of, you know, just, you know, work and life, is that you have to get back in and begin to give to others, even if it's um, just calling a friend on the phone sometimes is, is better, and not talking and having them tell you something about themselves. If you're getting out and you're giving to others, even if you're just going to church or you're doing something, all of a sudden things you network back into people's lives and other things. You know, and I don't think we can take away from from God just uh, bringing something and laying it in our lap, you know, this job here or this job here, because it's no different. I feel like right now what I'm doing is still preparing me for something else. You never know what God has for you, but you have to choose to live instead of living to die. And I love that. That is such a great attitude. And it's interesting that you said that about, you know, God choosing it, because it seems like through the steps and the choices you've made in your life that your career kind of chose you mm-hmm. rather than you really choosing it. But when you're fo- following your passions, all of a sudden you're heading in that direction, mm-hmm. and then it, it does start paying off. And then, like you said, then then you have to definitely have to pay it forward. Well, well you know what? We I'm only sorry. have one minute left. It's gone by so fast. This is, this is some great nuggets people take away with because I think so many times, especially as, as women, we can feel so inadequate so easy when we get rejected mm-hmm. or when something gets off track. And mm-hmm. it's easy to allow the feelings to overwhelm us and take us over. And like you said, and for a lot of women, it, it leads to depression. Mm-hmm. But I think what is one a nugget of hope that you would lead people to go, there is life beyond that, that like you said, I love what you're saying, don't live to die. But um, how do we, what's one message in 15 seconds? <laughs> I just got told. Uh, that um, life is worth living Mm -hmm. and those that you love are worth living for those that you don't know are worth living for and And on that note we're going to end this segment thank you so much Pamela you're welcome This is Girlfriended on Togginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. People think I've made it. I'm popular. I seem happy all the time. I have great clothes and I'm involved in everything. But I have questions, doubts, and fears just like every other teenager. That's why I'm glad for Teen Talk Radio where it's all about choices. Join us for Teen Talk Radio with Nicole O'Dell Thursday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. The choices we have to make that can alter the course of our lives. Life is too much pressure if we try to go it alone. I tune in to Teen Talk Radio 
with Nicole O'Dell every week to get reminded that I'm not alone. Nicole O'Dell is an expert on what happens in the lives of teenagers. Join her as she deals with topics like peer pressure, purity, drugs, alcohol, and many other things that might come up along the way. She writes books and speaks to people all over the place, but she says her favorite moments are when she can pull up a chair and chat with teens about what's important to us. For more information on Nicole and her books, go to NicoleO'Dell.com. Then join us for Teen Talk Radio with Nicole O'Dell, Thursday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet.com. Teen Talk Radio, where it's all about choices. Do holidays and celebrations get you down and leave you feeling frazzled? Then join Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon, 11 a.m. central on Toginet.com. Sandy will help you discover the secrets to having the celebrations you've always dreamed of while adding fun and meaning to your life. From Valentine's Day to Christmas to special family events, Sandy Fowler will show you how to put the fun and meaning back into those special days by taking a look at what we can do to turn the upcoming holidays into cherished memories and show us how to allow it to intertwine with everyday life. For more on the show, Sandy, and to receive Sandy's Holiday Happiness Booklet, go to HeartfilledHolidays.com. Then get set to discover the secrets to creating happy holidays and happy everydays by joining Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on Toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. We are talking about using your passion to pay off and then pay it forward. Uh, I'm so excited. We have Leslie Pfeiffer. And Leslie, uh, we went to high school together, so this is so exciting to have you on the show. So welcome. And Leslie, you must have a lot sure, of dirt that we would we would love to uncover on Patty. So we'll have to we'll have to do that too, even maybe on the side. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. Well, Leslie, you're the publisher and national sales manager for Police Magazine, and we want to hear a little bit more about what you do. Well, um, I I really am am blessed, you know, with um with my, with my job because I I'm doing what I love. You know, um, it, it's a passion for me. Um, I'm, I'm the publisher and, as you said, national sales manager for Peace Magazine, and uh, we have uh, a few other properties that include our website and another magazine. Um, but I, I pretty much, you know, manage the all of the, the products, um, and um, I get to sell as well, which is, is fun. But... Um, uh, <laughs> it, it's a lot of work, but but pays I off. It. Yes, definitely pays off. So I know you had wanted to become a police officer, probably because you just wanted to carry a gun. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but uh, so tell us a little bit about that. I find that interesting when people go one direction. They they you know want to become you know in some field in a career, and then all of a sudden they're doing something completely different, and yet it's you you now. Um, are taking pictures for the police magazine. Tell us <laughs> a little bit. And I know in high school you were always taking pictures. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. In high school I was the correspondent for the, I don't know if you do this, for the, um, the Arizona Republic had a, a what was called the Teen Gazette, and I was a correspondent for Maryville. So 
you know, I got to report on things going on at the school and take pictures, and um, I ended up taking a lot of the pictures for the, um, the senior slideshow. But so when I was going to co- when I went to college, it was you know it was a tough call because I I, I really had passion for both um, you know photojournalism and law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know I I, I I stuck with photojournalism just because I had been doing it, I had enjoyed it, and you know it, it brought me a lot of success, success and passion. Um, and I actually tried when I was going to college, I tried to be a cop as well, but um, it just it didn't work out at the time. But um, it, it's kind of funny how I ended up back into it. Um, I, I went into advertising and, and publishing and um, with a couple different ad agencies. And we acquired um, a publishing magazine, and the company I work for now, I happen to comp- I happen to compete with at that point, but it was in a different industry. Um, but I had a non-compete, so when they said, "Well, we want to hire you," you know, but we can't, you know, you know what? Though we have this other magazine; it's um, a police magazine, and we happen to need a publisher. Would you be interested? And it was like. A no-brainer. You know, and that is so interesting. We just talked about that in the last segment, that sometimes when you're following your passions, it's interesting because your your job will find you rather than you finding the job. Exactly. Because it just kind of, you know, you you start out. Yeah, it does morph. You're you're way down here when you're younger and you have all this experience and these passions. And then as you're going up to the top of the triangle, it slowly starts getting funneling into what you really want to do and where your passions pay off. And not everybody gets to be um, in a career where they have their passions. I always feel sorry for them. But I know when I was talking to you, you said I, I could pinch myself every day <laughs> because you love what you're, you're doing, and that, that's what makes it so exciting. And, you know, I just have just on a side note, a personal, personal note, I know you go on a lot of um, the ride-alongs with the police officers. Do you have, like, an interesting story on that where it just kind of blew you away with some of the things that you've seen? You know, I wish I, wish I did have one interesting story, but, you know, I, I, it, it's been a pleasure for me, to, for me to do this. I've been on several ride-alongs with several different officers, and, and I've really had memorable experiences with all of them. Um, but I, I have spent the most time with, with a particular one. His name is Jason Callis, and he's with the um, Scottsdale Police Department, and he is just a professional, dynamic, you know, experienced and level-headed cop. And, um, you know, he, he, he kept a ready sense of humor at hand to help diffuse situations while still keeping them under control. And during the stop and subsequent arrest and booking of several people, I was just astounded at the emotional highs and lows. And on occasion, you know, the lack of common decency and respect towards these officers, I probably would have you know, been a loss to deal with him. Yet he responded professionally and humanely and mm-hmm. while getting cooperation from them. I mean, he clearly exhibited outstanding role model skills and, and commanded the respect of those he contacted. So, you know, it's not an easy job. Mm-hmm. Uh, to see people at their worst. And, you know, I was just so impressed with the unfailing professionalism and, and enthusiasm. Um, you know, I, I rode... And I was also impressed with, you know, whenever I encountered other officers during the shift in the field or at the jail, you know, they all work like a team, regardless of the call or the needs at hand. And, you know, I really noticed the 
the attention to officer safety. Um, and while they make it look easy, I know it isn't. I mean, it's not a cliche to say when um, officers put their lives on the line each day for their communities. And it was a somber reminder to me of the dangers that they face, especially with the alarm and rise in uh, law enforcement fatalities right now. I mean, we're, we're like um, 50% ahead of last year already this year with the amount of officers that have been shot and killed. Wow, 50%. 50%, yeah. So you used to, you used to hear um, police officers say that they could be on the force their whole career and never have pulled out their gun. And you're, and you're just hearing, like you said, more and more officer-involved shootings. Um, and it, it, really, that, it, it really is sad. And I don't know, what, what would you attribute that to? I mean, besides kind of our society doing things, but why, why is that changing so much? Well, I mean, there's a lot of speculation. Um, I think it has to do with, you know, and again, this is just my speculation based on my experience, but, you know, the economy we're in. Um, people are desperate. They do desperate things. Um, and, um, you know, there's a lot of budgets being cut to police mm-hmm. departments and agencies and um, you know, they're not typically, you know, one of the first things that's cut is training, which is bad because that's probably the most important thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just think that, I think, I think mostly it's because of, you know, the economy mm-hmm. um, and people just, you know, they don't care anymore. Well, um, this is just a, a quick story, but this was from one of my friend's brothers, you know, uncles, cats, dogs, or whatever story, and that uh, was selling some things on, on eBay, and they ended up saying, hey, we're in the same state, I'll just meet you, you know, at the restaurant there and do the, do the deal basically in the parking lot. And when the guys, two guys came to purchase this item, it was like, I don't know, some, some computer thing. And so it was headphones. And so they took the headphones and he said, okay, that'll be $400. And he said, no, we're just planning on taking it. And so anyway, it, uh, obviously a, a little disagreement unfolds. And uh, the guy who was selling the headphones pulls out a gun and says, I want, I want my money. And the people at the restaurant then called the police, and the police arrived. And I thought it was interesting because they didn't even scold the guy for pulling out a gun. I think they're just so used to it now that these things are unfolding, like you said, with this economy and the way people are doing bartering and doing trades. And we're kind of in that system where we, we do. We need to respect the police officers and know that they're going to do their job and we can't be the, the vigilantes that are out there. But it's, it's tempting when yeah. you're having things that they were literally ready to just walk away with the headphones. Yeah. It, it, I, yeah, I mean, it, 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 you, when, when you're cutting law enforcement, you know, budgets, you know, criminals are aware of that, you know. And, and basically, you're, in a way, you're green-lighting their enterprises. Yes. You know? Because they won't, they won't shy away from exploiting a police absence. Um, and, and, the, and what's sad is the predictable jump in the crime rate will translate to, you know, diminished patronage of local businesses and, you know, the same businesses that help fund the city through taxes. Um, I mean, the, the collateral cost, you know, included, um, it's just astronomical. Yeah. And it leaves citizens vulnerable to attacks of, you know, escalating frequency and severity as well. Yes. 
So we have two minutes left, Leslie. If you could give the listeners tips as you're out there and you're doing the, the you know, um, the rides with the police officers and you're taking pictures and, and uh, informing them of training, what would be some tips to just to give the listeners? And even as you're like your passions, we're talking about the passion today, pursuing that. And, and it's like I know you've had to see changes and even in your career that have, that adjusted your passions. How do you, how do you stay on track and, uh, and, and be flexible with, with things that change and be ready for that? Well, you know, passion represents my whole outlook on life. Everything mm-hmm. I approach, you know, I approach it from a, a passion perspective because it gives me courage energy and optimism to push me on my flight forward. And I think it's meaning is simple. Find what you love to do and turn it into an income-producing job or business if you can. You know, I don't understand how so many people can go through their entire lives doing something they don't like or care about. And it's really sad to see so many people living without hope. Um, you, You know, you simply can't give up on living your dream or pursuing your passions because life is too short. We are only here for a certain amount of time. And Why wouldn't you seize every day? Um, I absolutely love what I do, and I couldn't imagine doing anything else. And I'm fortunate because I've been given the opportunity, you know, after working very hard, you know, and and overcoming struggles and and obstacles, you know, the opportunity of a lifetime. Um, You know, I feel I've lived the statement, adversity makes you stronger. Um, You know, and and, and going out and doing these ride-alongs, you know, it brings me closer to the action, and, and it helps me obtain an even better feel for for running my magazine and, and doing what I love. Um, so I think you just need to really embrace, you know, you know what, what you're doing and, and truly have a passion for it. Well, and you know what? We have to go, but thank you so much for joining us. And I love, because passions do sometimes come with a price, but passions are worth it. So go live your passion today and join us next week. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriend It, the show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. It's the